1: Inside Sources with Boyd metheson Next is now. We are looking at uh, what is next. And if you're just tuning in, uh, President Joe Biden just concluded uh, speaking to the nation about vaccines for children ages 5 to 11. Also talked about booster shots uh, for elderly Americans. And uh, currently he's taking questions about the results last night from the election, uh, which was, of course, a loss for uh, Democrats in uh, the Commonwealth of Virginia. Uh, looks like they'll get a victory in the governor's race in New Jersey when all is said and done there. Uh, but interesting as the president tries to respond to that in terms of his agenda and what happens. Of course, he arrived last night uh, back in Washington, D.C. at about 1130 or excuse me one thirty a.m. Eastern time. He was walking down the steps of Air Force One uh, right as Glenn Youngkin was walking up the steps uh, to claim victory there in Virginia. And so the Debate has been around a lot of the uh, policy pieces. And, of course, he was in Glasgow, Scotland, as part of a climate summit, the COP26 uh, summit there in Glasgow. And this uh, has an interesting Utah connection. Of course, we know Utah Representative John Curtis is on his way over to Scotland. Uh will be part of these ongoing conversations. After all the world leaders leave, then the real work begins and some interesting conversations. And, of course, here in the state of Utah, uh, it is one of the most beautiful places on the planet. Uh, our national parks, mountains, red rocks. We've got all of those things. And because of that, a lot of Utahns care deeply about how we protect the planet, how we be careful stewards of all of that. And when it comes to climate policy and clean energy reform, we need to look at where do we stand? What is going on? What's going well? What can we do better? And to help us answer some of these questions is Sarah Wright. She's the founder and director of Utah Clean Energy, and she joins us on the line. Sarah, thanks for weighing in today.
0: Pleasure to be here with you and your
1: listeners. Well, wonderful. You've uh, you moved to Utah back in the eighties as a geology geologist doing oil and gas exploration. Uh, founded Utah Clean Energy. Uh, as you look at a lot of the debate nationally, rhetoric aside, uh, I want to get to what are we doing right, what are we doing wrong, and what do we need to be doing better. So let's start with here in the state of Utah. What are we doing right as, when it comes to clean energy and the environment?
0: You no, know, I think that. Utah is starting to move. For some reason, uh, clean energy and climate change and, and taking, you know, stewardship has become a partisan issue. And I really see Utah and Utah leaders moving beyond that. And because the only way we're going to solve this problem is if we're all at the table. And that's why I'm thrilled that Congressman Curtis is heading to Glasgow to be part of these discussions.
1: Yeah, such an an important conversation and uh, as, and I completely agree with you if if we don't get everybody to the table on this, uh it's all going to be window dressing in the end. If we just have a bunch of fake fights and and raise political dollars off of this as wedge issues, uh that's not going to help any of us and it's not going to help the planet either.
0: You know, exactly. And Utah has a lot to gain. We have the amazing solar electricity generation resources, geothermal wind, hydrogen. Um, so we have a lot to um, contribute to the solutions as well as innovative building practices. really what it's about it's about um, burning less fossil fuels so that means figuring out how to have the same quality of life using cleaner resources yeah. and And I'll say one more thing there. It's also about honoring our communities, our coal communities that have served us well over these years and making sure that they have the resources to transition um, their economies.
1: Uh, Very important. Yeah. Yeah. And including them in those conversations as well, that uh, they have served us well and and that transition is, is so vital. Uh, What else do we need to be thinking about? What are some of the things that have been on your radar uh, that maybe haven't quite made it into the public square yet uh, that we should be thinking about, especially here in the state of Utah?
0: Well, I, you know, the things that I think we need to be thinking about is, one, we need to um, – it's starting to happen, but we need to acknowledge that we do need to transition and to just be willing to have those frank conversations about how we do it and how we do it in a way that's, you know, to fair to everyone across the board. We're already building um, – I don't know, there's probably 10 large solar plants going in around Utah or already built. We have wind. So there's a lot already happening. But when you look at the science and as a geologist and and someone that's actually studied fossils and and species over time, you know, the science is clear that we need to move faster. So we just need to roll up our sleeves and um, be willing to have those tough conversations. Yeah, Um, and so as, about how we get there.
1: Yeah, and so as uh, as Congressman uh, gets to the uh, seat at the table there in uh, in Scotland this week, as uh, Congressman Curtis lays out some of the things that we're doing, what do you hope that the international community uh, can learn at the kinds of conversations we're having here in the state?
0: You know, that's a really good question, Boyd. Um, you know, I think I think we all need to learn um, to to play nice, and, and but to be um, ambitious. Mm-hmm. And I think that, um, I think that we can learn from some, you know, other countries around the world and, and they can learn from us. I think Utah is pretty unique that we can come to the table with unique and um, pragmatic solutions. We did it on immigration. We did it on LBGT, uh, excuse me, LBGT rights um, and We can definitely do it on climate. And to have not just Congressman Curtis, but um, Senator Mitt Romney, they are saying that this needs to be this can't be a Democratic issue or a Republican issue. It's an issue that we just need to um, come together. And I think that's Utah's good at doing that. And we just need to step up our pace a little bit. And I think that we can all learn there. Yeah. I've, I've been listening to some of the talks, and some of them are quite inspirational. And then some, you you look at some of the nations around uh, the world that are being impacted much more greatly than we are. You know, we're having the fires um, around in the last decade. Um, there was almost um, $100 billion of extreme weather event uh, mm. damage in the United States, losses in the United States. So, um, yeah. but some countries are literally losing their shorelines and losing. You know, yeah. countries that are low lying are really being hit hard. So, yeah. I hope that we can all learn from each other and learn that we're not. None of us are an island, and. That if we can just think of what we can do individually, but if we work together globally, we can really solve this problem. Yeah,
1: fantastic. Sarah Wright, founder and director of Utah Clean Energy, thanks so much for joining us. today. great perspective, and we'll continue to watch this one closely over the coming days. And uh, we've got some important hard work and heavy lifting in the uh, weeks and months ahead. Thanks for joining us today.
0: Well, thank you so much, Boyd.
1: All right. And that's Sarah Wright. She's the founder and director of Utah Clean Energy. And uh, it is such an important conversation in terms of what we do and how we do it. Uh, Of course, we mentioned Representative John Curtis uh, being on his way over there to uh, Glasgow, Scotland, to participate in some of those conversations and meetings and solutions. And that's a good thing. And we need a lot more people talking about these kinds of things in a little different way. And regardless of where you fall on the political spectrum, there are solutions and there are things that there are great opportunities, I think, to do things a little bit better and a lot bit better in some ways. Uh, We just have to be willing to come to the table. We need to stay curious. Uh, I love that Sarah pointed out that uh, there's a lot we can share in terms of what we do here in the state of Utah. And there's a lot we can learn from others around the world. And to me, it's part of staying curious About These kinds of things as we look at principles and policies as it relates to clean energy and the environment and we can all come to the table and have conversations about that in a way that can produce real results and that is the bottom line. What are the results that are produced not how much money is spent not how many meetings are held not how many summits are summoned. Uh, It's about the results and how do we get to those results. Can we do it in a transparent way. Can we do it in a way that is uh, responsible and meaningful? And then can we measure the outcome so that there can be real accountability? Uh, that is the, the ultimate test in all of this. All right, we're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. Coming up, uh, Virginia elected its first black woman to statewide office yesterday as uh, lieutenant governor. Uh, Mia Love's going to join us next and talk about minority women breaking barriers in the South. What the party could be doing a better job in supporting them. Coming up next. Stay with us.
0: Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. <laughs> There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America, but this story is still unfolding. I'm Andreas Martin. In and my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.